you never stop wanting your father in your life. We all were angry. Pretty horrific things that I had to hear about. Scared to death because I was afraid of him. I was abused as a child, sexually. I was literally born on this battlefield. I've been dealing with lust and pornography. Teenagers, constantly exposed. There's always access. All you gotta do is push a button. We have everything at the tip of our fingers. The next time this story gets told, I want there to be restoration and redemption in it. normal family and we like to spend time together. We just love being around each other. We all have pretty hard jobs. If I've you know just come from the safe house I'm not really about like sitting and talking so just being able to like just be with them. We play games. We're very competitive so it gets a little kind of vicious. Intense. We're into anything competitive. Anything where we can just be cutthroat, mean, nasty to each other. I think that's why we're so happy together because we just clear out the air on the basketball court or at the dinner table playing whatever it is. We get it all the rage out there and then we're able to have a nice time. I think the reason that me and like my mom and my brother are all so close, partially because you know we were homeschooled so we we're around each other all the time. My mom did not fit in with the homeschool moms at all. I mean, I would tell my friends and, and they would tell their moms that my mom was getting shipped off to Iraq in a week. They'd be like, what? Doesn't he have homework? Doesn't she need to grade something, you know? I want a mom that's different. I want somebody that's willing to take on the challenge. We're all believers, so we, can, we have that in common. We're all very supportive of each other. started doing this job on a Monday and working with women who, you know, had been sexually exploited. And on Wednesday, I got a call from the investigator saying, your dad's being investigated. I was literally born on this battlefield. My dad had a pornography addiction that was very severe, and it had taken him to some really dark places. My parents divorced, and my dad remarried, um, and he just kept going down that path. And he ended up becoming very addicted to more and more and more, you know, things that were darker and darker, and ended up um, beginning to act out on those. And I was away at college, came home for a weekend visit, and went over to try to see my father, and my stepmom met me at the door and she didn't let me in the house. She said, I need to talk to you, and she took me out in the backyard. And she began telling me all the details of what my dad had done. I didn't want to know. I was, it broke my heart because I couldn't imagine my dad doing those things to a child, but why would she make this up? I didn't know what to do. And um, I was actually pregnant with my daughter at the time. It wrecked me. I mean, it just wrecked me, and so I immediately went to counseling, and they said, you know you have to report this, because if there's a child in danger, we have to report it, and I was terrified. I said, well, I didn't realize that in trying to get help for myself, that would result in me having to report my dad. I didn't want to do it. I was scared to death because I was afraid of him. I did what I had to do. Nothing happened. Nothing was done to him, and I felt like you know, my voice didn't matter. And I was so terrified to do that. It was the hardest thing I'd ever done. 
to report my own father because he's still my dad. I didn't find out until the next report was made that he actually asked his wife at the time to get her daughter to recant her story and say that she made it up. And, um, and he paid her, you know, paid her off so that her daughter would keep quiet. And that's why nothing was ever done. And then he had more victims because nothing was done. I made the report in 1995, and it was 2014 when I got the call from the investigator. And he said, we're investigating your father for sexual abuse of children, and we know that you had a report earlier, so would you be willing to participate in this investigation against your father? angry. Um, we all were, we all were angry. She handled it really well. She checked on us all the time and how are you doing and are you okay? It was definitely a hard investigation. It was going all the way. He was going to fight it. I actually sent him a letter and asked him, please don't do this. We don't want to have to testify against you. I don't want the victims to have to testify against you. Please don't do this. And he was still going to. And literally the night before I got a message from the investigator saying he's decided to go ahead and plead guilty and I was so relieved he received 40 years day for day he'll be there the rest of his life there's no chance for parole he won't get out I said God the next time this story gets told I want there to be restoration and redemption in it As far as we know, my sisters and I, none of us were sexually abused by our father. Sometimes there are certain uh, predators that they won't abuse their own children, but they'll abuse others, and I believe that was the case with my father. So we were not sexually abused by him. My dad didn't have anything to do with me for a while, and then out of nowhere, I finally got a letter from my dad and said he knew that he had hurt a lot of people. He knew that what he had done was wrong, and he was seeking God. Once my dad started writing me letters, um, it's like we have a new relationship that we've never had before, and I'm getting to know my dad now. He started giving me just advice and his perspective on how to really help the people I'm trying to serve. I don't know about drugs, but it seems that some people are more subjectable. Some are hooked from the start, some can take it or leave it. I know that drug addicts get to the point that they'll do anything for the next fix. I think that if you are addicted to porn, the next picture or video is going to be better. Also, you lose your moral compass and you wind up doing things you never dreamed you would. The internet has made porn available to anyone who wants to watch it. Age doesn't matter. You don't have to show an ID and you don't have to hook up with your dealer. He lives with you on the internet. To me, preventative resources would have to be targeted to eight-year-olds. For sure, not everyone becomes addicted, but just like drugs and smoking, it's usually after you're addicted that you find out. It was surprising to me that he said we needed to start when they were eight years old. Because now the new numbers are that it's seven years old or when they're being exposed for the first time to anything, you know, pornographic. I finally went to see my dad for Father's Day last year. When he walked out, he looked about like he'd aged about 15 years in a couple years. 
I walked over to him and he hugged me and I just wept because I hadn't been hugged by my dad in years, you know. And we sat down at this little picnic table outside and, um, you know, he's looking at me going, I'm so proud of what you're doing. And I know for, for me, I'd never even heard my dad say he was proud of me for anything. And then that he's proud of me for what I'm doing. And I know that the Lord is working on his heart. I think that for him, the first part was just being able to acknowledge how far he had gone away from the Lord. Um, He's on a journey back. So I definitely know that he's seeking the Lord now. And I hope that by partnering with me the way that he is, even from prison, I hope that he feels like he's getting to redeem some of the things from his own life. God's working on my dad's heart from prison, which is where he needs to be. That's where he had to be in order for God to set him free. (laughs) You know, it's so counterintuitive to be in prison to get set free. Both of my kids had their own experiences where they had encountered this issue. They saw their grandfather be taken to prison. Um, They saw the struggles that were within our own household. I was abused as a child sexually. My family, we were church planners and, you know, we were taking in people. Like, I mean, I had cousins live with me. I had plenty of people lived with us all the time. And so there was one in particular girl that lived with us. She was a year older than me. We shared a room and it went on for about a month. She threatened to call CPS on my parents. If I said anything, she said, I'll go do in this room and do it to your brother too if you don't shut up. No one knew what was going on because I didn't tell anyone because I didn't want my parents to get taken away or um, her to hurt my brothers. I eventually, you know, stopped fighting her. I was like, okay, whatever, like don't, don't, don't touch my brother though. After about a month of that happening, I was able to move into my room with my brother and that way I could like kind of watch and like protect him but I was out of the situation. But, you know, she moved on, and my mom asked me when I was 16 years old, she was like, hey, did something, did something happen to you? Um, Because I feel like something did, and I was like, yeah, yeah, something did happen. By the time they all found out, I was kind of, I'd forgiven her, I'd moved on a little bit, but, you know, I needed to get just some healing in myself, so I went to counseling for about a year, so yeah. I've been dealing with lust and pornography since I was five years old, just constant bondage, trying everything possible to get free. A lot of things happen in a very short amount of time. I heard about what had happened to my sister, my parents divorced, my mother's dad, my grandpa went to prison for some pretty horrific things that I had to hear about. I started to ask about his story and the scary part about it was it looked a lot like mine. He was alone a lot, he felt very, very lonely, and he resorted to pornography and and adult entertainment of other varieties just to satisfy that loneliness within him. When he said, this sin will take me places, I thought I'd never go. I was absolutely frightened because I didn't want to look up in, in, in 60 years and be exactly where he was. And that's what kind of 
drove me to lean into God and drove me to pursue a relationship with Him is that I knew I was nothing by myself. At that point, I quit cold turkey, did the practical things like got in my Bible, uh, listened to things that were life-giving, listened to people that were life-giving, putting the right people in my life. So since then, oh man, it's, it's been such a peaceful journey for me. I know God's got me for eternity. Um, and you know, how could I not have peace? Parents say a lot, oh, I was your age once. Yeah, you were my age once, but you're not dealing with the amount of access we have. It used to be years ago that you had to really kind of seek it out, and now it pursues them. Access to pornography has become so easy that it's just at the tip of your fingers. All you have to do is open your phone. There's always access. When we don't have human uh, interaction, human connection, we look for substitute counterfeit things to, to fill that void. If you have a connection with God, you don't need any other connection. That's the one true genuine connection. That's the source, should be the source of everything. To parents, I would just say that there's never a comfortable way to really approach these topics with your kids, but they're desperate to have these conversations with you. Just be willing to listen, sit down, ask questions. Kids long to like have those conversations with their parents. Hey, are you struggling with this? Is this something that you wanna talk about with me? Whenever uh, me and my mom had the first conversation about it, she said, we're gonna beat this together. And I'm on your side always, and I'm gonna help you. And you can tell me if you're struggling, I'll pray for you, I'll do whatever I have to to help you out and encourage you. That innate curiosity that is in kids that helps them to continue to grow and learn can be exploited against them when it comes to this. So even just having that kind of conversation of going, I know that it's hard when you're just curious. Let's have a plan because if there's a strategy ahead of time, then our kids feel equipped and empowered to know how to handle that. They're going to be stronger than the temptation. The only way that you can ever last and make true, lasting, genuine change is by saying, God, I give it to you. All my sins, I know that you've already died for them. You've already paid the price, so I get to beat it now. Yes, I can give you, help you get a job and get a new resume, but if you don't come to know Jesus, then you're never going to know true freedom. Only Christ can offer restoration, redemption, salvation, forgiveness, hope. The world cannot offer those things. It doesn't have that in its economy. So if we don't have the intersection of Jesus Christ himself, then all we're doing is putting Band-Aids on gaping wounds to anyone who's currently in a place that you know that you are being devalued on a daily basis. And maybe you're afraid. Maybe you've been controlled for so long you don't even remember what you want or think or feel because those things haven't even been important. I want you to know that there are people that do care. There are people that value you and we're really just waiting. We're just waiting to be able to surround you with love, to let you know that you are so valuable and that there is a purpose and a calling on your life and it is never going to be overcome. I promise you, we have worked with women who 
Maybe their lives have been derailed for decades. And as soon as they turn that, <laughs> that corner, their whole life is in front of them now and all of that is behind them. It's not their future anymore, it is their past. Let us help you. God is love, and love comes from God. In 1 John, the Bible tells us that God is not only all-loving, but that He actually is love itself. The heart of the Parent Compass television show is to bring the transforming love of God to families everywhere. In every Parent Compass episode, true stories reveal family struggles and how their lives were radically changed by the love of God. Parent Compass, an award-winning television series, is completely funded by people like you. If you have been touched by God and you want to share God's love to others, would you please pass it on? Jesus tells us to go into all the world and to tell about Him. With your donation, you allow us to take this television show into many different nations and in many different languages, free of charge. And a portion of your donation goes to Parent Compass Outreach to feed starving children. Your gift does so much. To make your tax-deductible gift, go to parentcompass.tv forward slash donate. That's parentcompass.tv forward slash donate. And thank you for sending love and hope around the world. <laughs>